This week on How to Be 60, we are talking to Siobhan Daniels, who is living the dream. Well, Karen's dream. I'm going to take a bit of convincing. When I set off in 2019 and turned the key in the motorhome, honest truth, I had no idea where I was going to go, what I was going to do. I was just going to go with the flow and see where life took me. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Hello, fellow third agers. Kay Adams here, along with the squeaky wheel that is Karen McKenzie, <laughs> as we continue on our journey of learning how to be 60. And I suppose, actually, when you think about it, how to be 70, how to be 80, possibly not 90, and God forbid, 100. Good morning, Karen. Hello how are you? There. How about time it is? I'm good, actually. How are you? Yeah, I'm going to have to sort of get a bank of insults for you. Squeaky wheel, I thought was quite good. All right. Do you like so it? Do you, squeaky wheel. Well, indulge you. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's probably quite appropriate because I've just come in on my bike and it's it did sound a wee bit squeaky. So, but I'm referring to my bike, not to me. Yeah. Please don't ever get one of those little cameras on top of your helmet. Why? For, they are just so effing annoying, aren't they? Well, do you know they? what? It's these oh. four by four drivers. You have the audacity to slag <laughs> me off for wearing walking boots or walking shoes into yeah. the studio in Glasgow. You said, why would you want to wear these in Glasgow? Yeah. And I thought, flaming 4 by 4 drivers in Glasgow, like why would you want one of those big, horrible gas guzzlers in the city? But listen, what oh, I was right. saying there was, yeah. God forbid 100, did you see that the world's oldest woman, Kani Tanaka, died recently, aged 119. 119. So, like, if you go with that, we're barely halfway there. Well, you're more than halfway there. Um, <laughs> would you... wouldn't want to be there, would Wouldn't you? you? No, I would rather live to 80 and die then and have a good quality of life to crack on for another flaming 30 well, years. Well, I am going to challenge you on that oh, one. Oh, right. She because does Sudoku every day. So do I, and it's not made any difference at all. No, well, that's for true. Um, <laughs> no, she does maths and uh, eats chocolate, apparently. Well, she did. Right. Less. Um But I was thinking about this. Maths. Immediately, I would it's think... up your age. <laughs> I don't want to be 119. Who wants to live to 119? But apparently she was happy. She was in a care home. She was loved. Um, and she was enjoying her maths and her chocolate. Now, if we are going to say, you're going to tell me... You're talking to, maths, not mass. I just want to get that right. Maths. Mathematics. Maths. Right. Mathematics. Right. God, you're a pedant, aren't you? Yes, it's a Okay, it's math. A, it's a, it's mathematics. a religious difference. It could be maths. Well, funny you should say that. The next oldest woman, oh, now, right. that, now that uh, Canny has gone, is a French nun called Lucille uh, Randon, who is 118. And my immediate thought was, that's a bloody long time to live as a nun, isn't it? 118 years of nunness. Oh, anyway, but I'm let so me... Go, I, I'm, I'm speechless <laughs> at that, actually. <laughs> let me go back to Kani Tanaka, who just died at 119. If you are going to try and persuade me to embrace 60, to enjoy all that 60 offers and, you know... Go with it and Christ, there's find... a slight difference, but you yeah, No, no, there's not. Then you should embrace any age that you get to. And who knows, maybe Canny at 119 was having a great time. Because a 20-year-old would look at us and think, look at them, pair of sad I know, twats. I know, no, you're right. Crotch to crotch, you're right. Crotch to crotch. <laughs> that will bond us forever now, won't it? 
crotch to crotch. <laughs> yeah, the thought. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I would go in that little rant. Now, I see that you're wearing yeah. a lovely T-shirt at Aviemore, Scotland, <laughs> yeah, no. which is the place of your birth. Um, but you've just outside come back from a wee trip. I've been on a wee trip, yes, um, to the very northwest of Scotland, to Kinloch Bervie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice actually because we're used to getting in the car, getting up there, whew, unloading. But this time we moseyed our way up the road. We stopped off at uh, Lochinver, then Achmelvik. It was like a different day, different beach. Oh my God, nobody there. You and Steve and the dog. The dog. Happy as pigs in. Yeah, I have to say, you sent me this lovely picture of you and Stephen in your matching jackets, <laughs> and I was a little bit sick in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, the pair we of you. We talked about this last week. <laughs> the not... matching jackets. I mean, everything else I can accept, but not the matching we jackets. We only came together for that photograph. Thereafter, I walked with Bonnie and Stephen was ahead. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So but there you was knew nobody else that around. you had to be embarrassed. There was nobody else around, so actually it didn't matter. You're in such a remote part of the country, there's hee-haw there, so you're fine. Well, listen, I've got a confession to make. You oh, s- what is coming? No, no, it's not bad. You sent me that photograph, mm, um, and, you know, I laughed at your jackets. But you sent me some other uh, photographs, and it was absolutely gorgeous. The beach was gorgeous. The dog was running across the beach. Uh, the beautiful landscape of the West Coast, the blue sky. Is a butt coming? No. For the first time ever, I thought, I want that. Oh, my God. I want... Not, not necessarily I want to retire, but I'll be honest with you, and I'm not joking now, I've had a shit of a week. I've had a really pissing right. awful week. A really sort of, you know, grown up, you know, wrangling with people the whole time over contracts, over legal things, oh, God, over, that stuff. you know, accountants, stuff that you all can't ignore of that then. kind of stuff that I just don't want anymore. Yeah. And, you know, having to sort of write emails and think, do do I get aggressive with this person? Do I do passive aggressive? Do, do I this? Do, do, well. do I do that? Well, I'm quite good at that. And I just, I was sitting at my computer one day after spending hours on the phone to people that I didn't want to talk to about things I didn't want to talk about. And I had a toddlerish response. I really, like, you know, they talk about throwing your toys out the pram. I thought, I don't want this anymore. And you were sending me sodding pictures of you and Stephen and your matching jackets up in Loch Inver. And I thought... In love. Well, I don't want your sex life. I've had enough of it. Um, I've had enough of it. But... It's idyllic. It, it was idyllic. It was a big moment for me. That's interesting. That That is very interesting, actually. So it's kind of... The simple life, and actually, I've been away th- three weeks in a row, and oh, I'm going right. away. I'm going away today again in my camper van, uh, doing a big walk, and uh, so that's interesting. But I have very little, so but except my little jaunts away, versus Kay Adams and her motivated life. I don't know what motivates. Is it money, Kay? Is it well? Is that what's so? Maybe we've got to weigh up what's what's got value. You know. Well, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, right. I've got this big house. It's full of stuff. Uh, my life is very complicated, and you know, emails, phone calls, WhatsApp, there, 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 there. Oh my God, we have so got to talk about you and social media. That's for another time. But oh, yeah, okay. you're right. never off it. You are never off it. Really? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Well, that's for another time. Uh, Absolutely be gentle another with time. me. It's, I've just told you it's been a hard week right, and now I'm you want so to sorry. attack me. My memory is so bad. And, and right. feel even worse because mm-hmm. just for you, I've lined up a very special guest this week. 
We're going to speak to Nothing just a minute. Nothing is just for me, no, 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 it is, it is. We're going to do some emails, but then we are going to speak to uh, a woman called Siobhan Daniels. Mm-hmm. And you and she have got a lot in common. She also was a BBC radio producer and presenter. You never made it on the presenting side, of course, Siobhan did. Um, And she thought, sod it, I've had enough. She sold her house. I love it. She bought a camper van and (gasps) she has spent the last two or three years touring the country. I love her. Yes. Already? Yes. Well, we're going to speak to her in just a little tick. But first of all, we have got mail. Lovely. Do get in touch with us on podcast at htb60.com. That's podcast at htb, which stands for how to be 60.com. Now, it's... is this new mail or is this leftovers from last week? Jesus Christ, Karen, you're not supposed to give that away. <laughs> How long did you work on radio? <laughs> Actually, it's new. So oh, shut your face. Thing. All right. Um, yes, we do love to hear from you. How's the third age going for you? What are you loving? What are you hating? Just join in the conversation. I mean, I could put out questions like you do on radio, but it's really quite dull. Um, sorry, you just spit out your tea there. No, but I just realised if I sucked on that, it was going to make a really bad noise. As, I, as the actress said to the bishop. <laughs> you like that phrase, don't you? I love it, I love it. There's it. always a place for it. So this is Brenda, who's got in touch and said, Hi, Kay, I really loved your podcast. Quite interesting. Hi, Kay, Excuse I really me. loved Excuse your me. podcast. Hey, Brenda. Um, you really Brenda. made me laugh. That's Kay, you really made me laugh. Uh, I'm 66, but although I have wrinkles, I still feel like I'm in my 40s and I've been told I look in my 50s, so that's not bad, that's is it? That's good. See, it's I not... can relate to that. But then we should be owning 60s. We shouldn't always be pleased that we look 40. But anyway, Brenda, you've emailed us, so why am I getting at you? Um, She says, I can pinpoint a moment in time when I realise I'm old. And it was when someone asked, do you have grandchildren? Gone asking if I've got kids. It's now skipped to grandkids. It was a real surprise and a shock. Has there been a moment for you? I know there's a moment when I felt old. And that was just this week when I came back from being away at the supermarket um, up at the till, the one of the you know self help tills or whatever you call them, not self help. <laughs> that's why I need self help yourself. Anyway, Christ, where was my purse? Couldn't find my purse. I thought, well, I know I've got my you know on my phone. I completely had that blank that you go, you know, sometimes in the old days when you used to go and take cash out of uh, you forgot your pin number. I thought I can't remember where the wallet is on the phone. Oh, and I looked around, looked around, got a young person. I said, excuse me. Oh, you did not. I did, I had to, I had to. I was standing there. There oh, wasn't a queue. Oh, for God. I said to somebody, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Would you mind, anyway, she showed me, she said, oh, <laughs> Would I'm you mind to... emptying my bank account? <laughs> Would you mind just showing me where my mom was? She did that. And then all went through, put the receipt in my back pocket. There was my purse. Now, oh, oh my God, I need to be taken away. Mm. That is. I felt old. Oh, I couldn't even tell my children that because they would just pat me on the head. I know. Because you've got nothing else going on in your life. I mean, I've got an excuse because I'm busy, but I mean, you. I have had such a <laughs> frenetic week organising oh. my holidays. <laughs> yeah, shut your face. Right, and then we've got two more emails. Now, this is interesting. Two different um, uh, responses. This is from Pippa. <laughs> Who says, my mother said, once you're over 60, you're never out of pain. Gel painkillers are a must. Oh, my God. I mean, what a way to sell old age to your children. (laughs) You're never out of pain. It is quite true. If you've not not. got arthritic toes, you've got a knee that goes or you've got... I do PT twice a week, right? And Caroline always says at the beginning, how are you feeling? I think, does she want the truth? (laughs) 
<laughs> actually, I'm going to... Honest to God, I think actually she's not far from the truth there. Oh, no, I don't think it's good. She also says yellow teeth are ageing for sure. Oh, but they're also very attractive. No, no, I think she was aiming at you. My mother, 80, has just had her teeth whitened. And then she said... 80? 80, uh-huh. Your co-podcast colleague was highly amusing, says Pippa. <laughs> highly amusing. <laughs> That's highly debatable. My name's um, Karen. Karen. And uh, just one more from Sandra. Uh, Sandra uh, says, I am mixed from Panama. This is what she says. I'm a much older listener and I can be described as fiery. I would like my friends to say that I like laughing. Uh-huh. I have great skin and I can be very sexy. She would like her friends to say that. Well, you know what she means. Yeah. She says, I find an orange pair of shoes make me feel sexy. Love it. An orange pair of shoes. I've got an orange pair of sandals. I'm with you there. Sa- yeah. <laughs> Do you feel sexy in your orange sandals? Do you know what? Because they've got a bit of a heel in them. They weren't very expensive. <laughs> And do you know what? I'm going to wear them to my daughter's wedding. You should. With my pink my pink trouser thing. Really? Yeah. Do, do that colour clash thing. Absolutely. That makes you feel young. Distract the attention. And Sandra says, recently before leaving to have a meal with friends, I asked my son for his opinion on what I was wearing. He said, I looked like Sandy from Greece. Somehow uh, I don't feel the need to change. Isn't that lovely? That is lovely. I love it. Thank you very much for that, Sandra. You've cheered me up. One of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, so do get in touch. Podcast at htb60.com. Shall we say hello to Siobhan? Hi, Siobhan. Hello, ladies. Kindred spirits. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. I'm Good. snug as a bug in my motorhome. And we believe you've had a hectic time getting to us because you had a bit of a bump in the motorhome. I did. I bumped my rear end. <laughs> Matron. <laughs> oh. yes. Was it sore? Was it painful? Oh, it was dreadful. I had to tie it together with string. <laughs> Must try that, off. actually. Tell us what <laughs> my happened. My rear end was hanging off. <laughs> I can't see this. Can I, can I just quickly go in about rear ends? I remember my mother <laughs> phoning me up and saying to uh, me, oh, your dad's going into hospital. And I said, oh, my God, what's wrong with him? He's got a detached rectum. She meant to say retina. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think so, ma'am. I don't think so. I think it's a retina. How'd you spell that? And of course, when I went into hospitals to see my dad, I explained this. He went, don't make me laugh. It's so sore. <laughs> so it wasn't your rectum. No, it was no, your rear no, end. No, no, it was your rear end. Yeah, it was your rear end. No, but listen, let's cut to the chase. So when did you decide to sell your house and go on the road? I think for me, I, I got to my mid fifties and I, it was just horrible. I was kind of suffering with um, the menopause. I struggled with the menopause. I'd had a sister who was 53 who died of lung cancer, a brother who was 53 who died of lung cancer. And I was in that period in work where you just feel invisible and a bit marginalized. And it's just, I don't know. I just wasn't happy at work. I went into the toilet one day, burst into tears, looked at myself in the mirror and thought, I can't do this anymore. I, I, not I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to find happiness. I want to be me and not pretend. Um, so I knew I needed an escape route. It took me another sort of five years to come up with the, the plan of um, a motorhome and getting rid of my flat and all my possessions. Um, but it's the best thing I've ever done. I've gone from being broken in my mid 50s to now I'm approaching 63 and I really am the happiest I've ever been. So why were you feeling invisible? Why were you so unhappy at that time? I mean, clearly the loss of your siblings would would be yeah. very 
No, but but I just think the menopause, I think a lot of it was to do with the menopause. I was just feeling, putting on weight, aching, feeling so angry with the world and so weepy. Um, that And situations in work, when I sort of was trying to voice my opinion or be involved in projects it, it was like I wasn't there I wasn't being included in things and I do really think that was an ages thing there may be those that will argue with me and say it wasn't like that but that's how I felt um, and I don't know I just lost myself completely I mean I was making excuses people were saying to me oh come out at the weekend and I was lying and saying I was busy and just lying on the settee and watching rubbish TV because I just I, all my energy just went to go to work and come home. And that was it. Um, and now, I mean, I'm climbing mountains, going paddle boarding, going out on my bicycle, doing all kinds of crazy things in my 60s and happy with it. <laughs> well, I know what side of the fence you're on, Siobhan. You've already declared your colours. But, I mean, lots of women struggle with the menopause and thankfully we're talking about that a lot more than we used hmm. to. And, I mean, Karen, you've actually said to me that you maybe weren't part of that conversation and think you should have been, that you haven't actually reflected on the impact that your menopause had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I associated it with the menopause. I don't sleep no, well I at didn't. night. No, I've got so many arthritis. I've got, there's so many things that I, and it was when I read an article, in fact, it was part of Anthea Turner's book, um, and uh, it was all this blinking big list. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I think I want to get HRT. So, and I still need to sort of look into that. But yeah, it was awful. And, and yeah, I did not realise it could be responsible for so many things. Can I see, on the other hand, Kay said she felt that she sailed through it but as I asked her, did she, does our team think the same thing at work? <laughs> yeah. But I think coupled with going through the menopause, not really knowing what's happening with your mind and your body, is ageism and feeling invisible. Ageism is prevalent in society, whether we, we like it or not. And I think I've been doing some talks called Ageless Fearless Women, and a lot of the women who come and, and chat to me afterwards are in tears and they can relate to it. They, they feel invisible in work. They feel that ageism is in play in their workplace. And it's a big problem because we can't get our pensions now till we're nearly 70. And there's been this culture of women feeling lost in the workplace in their mid fifties to 60. And then they used to retire at 60. A lot of women are still retiring because they can't put up with it, but they're retiring into poverty. Mm. Um, And that's not a situation that we've got to change. And I'm trying to just get the conversations going so that we can get policies in place in the workplace like they've done with the menopause. They didn't talk about that at first, but it was a problem. Now there's policies and there's people appointed in the workplace to stop it happening. And I think we need to do the same thing with ageism. Well, there's also that. I mean, you can do both, obviously. They're not mutually exclusive. But whether it's not you put your efforts into changing the workplace to make it a more um, welcoming environment for for older women and and guys i mean the, you know we've got to talk, include men into into this conversation or whether you do what you did and just decided to opt out and did what you did too karen i mean the, the things that you were experiencing siobhan were difficult but there were other potential responses than selling your flat and moving into a motorhome why did oh, you I choose thought- that one Yeah, I've always gone to the extreme. Everything I've done in life, it's sort of, oh my goodness, what's Siobhan doing now? Um, And I went around work saying to everybody, I'm going to get rid of everything. I'm going to get a motorhome. I'm going to hit the road. And they all thought, oh yeah, whatever. And then as the time came to me retiring and doing it, people started saying, (laughs) you're you're really going to do this, aren't you? 
you're really going to hit the road. And it just seemed to me a logical thing to do because I also wanted to, to campaign and to champion positive ageing and challenge ageism. So I had a, a motive as well that I wanted to do that. And this enabled me to do it. Um, I could live with, with less money on the road and I could go out and do talks and write articles and just get the conversation going. And I'm writing a book called Retirement Rebel. Mm. Um, and that's to help women. That's what I want to do. So what, what did your family say when you said that you were going to do this? Oh, my daughter, Sammy, thought I'd gone bonkers. And my brothers and sisters, they I'm from a big family. I'm one of eight. Um, and my brothers and sisters kind of got together and you could tell there was interventions of, but, but, but what are you going to do? Do you want to buy a little bed sit, something you need somewhere? And I'm going, no, I don't need anywhere. This is what I'm doing. But now three years on, they can see how happy I am. They can see how I'm getting my message out there. And they're all behind me. In fact, they're quite proud of me. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about the money, though, and I always think about the money, um, we're told from an early age, your property is your pension, bricks and mortar, you know, never give up your house. So you have sold the property that you had completely. Everything. Um, Sammy's inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. And you have invested it in a motorhome whose value will plummet um, because that's what Not happens with vehicles. Well, it's not going to go up the same as a property, is it? So, I mean, that is a huge leap. I mean, let's say, God willing, you live till you're 119, like (laughs) Tani Kanawa. Um, Do you not think, what the hell am I going to do for cash? I think my brain is wired completely different to other people's. I don't think that far ahead. When I set off in 2019 and turned the key in the motorhome, honest truth I had no idea where I was going to go what I was going to do I was just going to go with the flow and see where life took me and that's what I've done for the last three years so I don't think next year or the year after or where I'm going to be that's incredible to be so laid back and content oh I'm not laid back it sounds like you are because you're not worried you're not looking that you're actually in the moment well no it's a very driven person that does that I mean you couldn't be laid back by doing that but what I'm saying is you're not you're not thinking, oh my God, what, what, when this um, car or this van does mm. deteriorate, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? Is it with one of my brothers or whatever? Mm. I think the fact that, <laughs> in terms of being laid back, I think the fact that it doesn't worry, it doesn't give you anxiety thinking ahead to that, because that's what I would be doing, I have to say. I'm somewhere between you and Kay, although neither you, absolutely sure, neither you. But I think a lot of women self-limit themselves because they spend all the time worrying about that, where they're going to be, what they're going to do. My sister was diagnosed in the July and dead in the November, you know, and if she'd waited and thought, oh, when I'll wait till I retire, you know, I, I, I think the death of my brother and sister just gave me that feeling of I want to live for the day, for the moment, and that's what I'm doing. But along the way, I'm trying to get things changed so that no other woman feels as as shitty as I did in my mid-50s and as trapped as I did with my life um, and in despondent as I felt with my life. Um, and I wasn't able to speak my truth in my workplace, what I really felt about situations and about people. Now I can say what I want, when I want, do what I want and go mm. where I want and nobody can tell me I can't. And I feel free and I love that feeling of freedom. Just, I mean, I want to know what, what you do in this new life, Siobhan, but just to pick up on that, and, and let's just be really honest with ourselves, do you think that way that you felt was of the making of the other people around you, that they were making you feel that way, 
or you had allowed yourself to feel that way. Do you know what I mean? There's just a little distinction yep. there. I hear what you're saying. And I think I think the people around me definitely were making me feel that way. There's no question about it. The In way what I, way? Why? The way I was spoken to, the tone I was spoken to, um, just disrespect, disrespect for my experience and and all sorts of things. I just felt in life, I just felt I wasn't being treated the way that I, I knew I should be treated and I couldn't be the woman that I knew that I really was. I felt even my career I felt was being held back, to be honest. I felt I had a lot more to give out there and I've got a lot more talent and, and ability to do things than I was allowed to do. And I think that's commonplace for a lot of older women and talking to more and more women, it is in all different workplaces. So you feel like that, but like you say, I think I allowed myself to feel like that as well mm. because I didn't I didn't I wasn't truthful I put my makeup on I put my smile on and I'd go and I'd be a certain person for so many hours to just get through it and that's all I was doing getting through it now I absolutely love the day I open the door I've just been to the west coast to the to the outer Hebrides and I cried nearly every morning opening my door because I was blown away with the beauty of it. And I'm glad I've gone through all the horrible things because it makes me really, really enjoy what I'm doing now. But I want women to look forward to being 60. I want women to revisit the things that they liked in life. I lie down and watch the clouds like I did all the time as a kid. I hadn't done it for 50 years in between. And now I'm doing that kind of, and rolling down a hill, I tried, but I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> in the vehicle, you mean literally you, you rolling mean down so oh, I used to love doing that. I loved God. it, but it, it didn't quite go as well as I would <laughs> end up in a hedge. <laughs> you know, the other thing I used to love, remember when they had old-fashioned street signs, you know, that um, they weren't sort of pinned to the wall, but it was, um, you know, like two little posts with a street, oh, the street yeah, yeah, sign. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you used to sort of do a, a summer salt round it did you ever do no. that oh did I you ever do that Siobhan yeah you run a bit and then you go over and then you do oh, the love that I know clearly I know. not I know do, doing those kind of um childish things um so what so what is life now then Siobhan um, life for me is just I mean at the weekend I didn't know where I was going to be staying on the Monday I just I, I look at the map wherever I am and I think Oh, where haven't I been? Say if I'm in Leeds, I think, oh, I've not been to Harrogate. So then I start Googling what's in Harrogate, what little campsites are there and various things. And then I book something and I go there. And if I like it, I stay for a while. If I don't, I've got an idea in my head. I want to go to Ireland for a month um, this I, year. Yeah, I was going to ask whether you're going to head to uh, Europe. Not to Europe. Everybody says that. To be honest, oh, it right. doesn't appeal to me. Seriously? No, there's so much here on our doorstep, which I'm very true, very in true. Scotland, I'm every time I go up there, my heart. As soon as now, when I cross the border and I see that the flag to the left of me, I feel like, oh my god. And then I go to Moffat, I see the Moffat Hills, and I'm like, oh. I'm here. And I just She's probably not been to Moffat. I have actually. It's oh, beautiful. You? I was on the borders <laughs> recently, and I was reminded how beautiful it is. Shut your face. Um, do you want me to give you Siobhan Cannon's registration plate, just so that if you see it? <laughs> You can go off in the other direction. Mine's a teeny. Mine's one. I, actually, her name is Teeny because she's so small. Oh, compared no. To... We've got names for her camper vans. Yeah, mine's she's Flora so the Explorer. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and you wave to other other um, owners on the way past in the road. Do you acknowledge them? 
Well, that confuses me because everything... saying hi, being nice. Well, no, because I'm holding on to the steering wheel and sometimes <laughs> I'm holding on for dear life because I'm and I don't like that sort of having to wave to them sometimes. I'll lift my finger and you can see they're looking yes. as if they, she's not joining in. <laughs> oh, no, I think that's quite cool, just lifting your finger. That's a hi, I'm cool. One little finger up. Do you mean, so when you're in the Western Isles, you're on a single track road with passengers. Uh-huh. How did you manage to reverse or is that, dare I ask? I'm really good good now. And when my brother hears this, he'll laugh out loud. But I am good at reversing now. I think I am. (laughs) And I got stuck in the mud in, um, oh, what was the, Burnaray, one of the islands. Oh, my love. It was beautiful, though, isn't it? Oh, it was gorgeous. But I was stuck in the mud Mm. and I managed. It took me an hour, but using clutch control and just rocking it. You don't use the accelerator Mm, or the brake. Sounding good. The clutch and go back and forth and back and forth. And I managed to free myself. I am so proud of you. That's excellent. Siobhan, can I bring it back down again? Sorry. Do you ever get lonely? No, and that's a question I'm often asked. I think I thought I was lonely at the beginning, um, but I was more grieving my mum who died six months before I started this. And I kept thinking, oh, she would love it. You know, she'd be proud of what I'm doing. And I'm actually listening to birds because she was always trying to get me to, to listen to the birds and look at the trees and I couldn't be bothered. Now I love opening the door and listening to the birds. And I, I think, oh, if my mum was here. So that period I thought, but no, I like my own company and I seek out company. I make a point of finding local people and going into the shops. And as you can see, I love chatting. So I just chat to anybody and find out things. So no, I'm not lonely. And romantic relationships? Have you any interest in romantic uh, relationships? I, I would love a fellow. That was a snort there, by the way, if, if anyone didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't snort. No. Siobhan no. Oh, Siobhan snorted. I, was like, I had a snort. No, I was in a relationship, actually, when I started this. And I don't think he could get his head around what I was doing. I'd only been with him um, a, a couple of years, but I'd mentioned at the beginning that this was what I was planning to do. And I don't think he really thought I'd go through with it. So when I did turn up with my motorhome in his garden and I did pack it and say, oh, by the way I'm going uh, it, we managed to do carry on for three or four months and then it just fizzled out he couldn't get his head around it so no I haven't haven't got a fella if one comes along and can put up with me the way I am then that'll be fine but I'm not lonely and I'm not desperate for a fella I am really really happy in myself and I love saying that because I was so unhappy what were the winter evenings like? Because summer is lovely, and especially in Scotland, you've got really long days. Uh, winter, cold? Yeah, it's cold, but I love it. I get all wrapped up and I've got about four or five fluffy blankets and I don't get too cold in here now. I think I've adjusted to different temperatures. It was hard in the second lockdown. I was in a field on my own for five months oh in North Norfolk. Oh, my God. And the sun was setting like 10 to 4 in the in the morning there was nobody to talk to so that was a bit grim but then the snow came and I had to collect snow in pans because my pans my pipes froze and then melt it and boil it to wash myself and stuff so I felt like Bear Grylls then you know coping in the air. God you were slightly selling it to me up until that point. (laughs) 
Oh no, it's good fun. It's good fun. Honestly, if ever you want to spend a weekend with me in my motorhome, I would love to take you on the road. Honestly. And then you teach me now because you're not getting that offer from me. (laughs) Well, no, we should do a road trip. You should bring yours and and I'll take Kame. We should do a road trip. I know, but you know, there is something so fascinating here that's happening, isn't it? Because, you know, you spend a lot of your life, um, you know, if you are ambitious, you know, in job, trying to get promoted, trying to achieve things, trying to get more money, et cetera, so that you can stay at that really special hotel that you've seen advertised in the Sunday Times magazine. You know, it's, yeah. that's the kind of direction you go in. And then you hear about so many people who get there and look around and actually, I'm not happy. And yeah. then you jump into some other dimension, Siobhan, and you're collecting <laughs> snow to melt, to wash yourself. <laughs> And you're happy. I really am happy. Do you know what? People spend a lot of time going out to to earn lots of money, to buy all this stuff, to fill the homes with all this stuff. Mm. As a consequence, they haven't got any time to spend with family and friends. Or you invite them to come in about three months' time when you've all got that free weekend. By the time they come, you've probably had a shitty week. So you all go through the motions of doing the weekend together. And you have a nice time, but you're not really connecting. They leave on the Sunday and you think, oh, thank God they've gone. But the way I'm living, I can stop and stare and have quality time and enjoy. And I don't have as much stuff, but my motorhome's got nice things in like fruit bowls and plant pots and things like that. I make it look homely, Mm. uh, but I don't need all that stuff. I just want family and friends and to chit chat and go out on the razz sometimes. Oh God, I think you've just described my life. This is terrible. Oh my God. I'm I tell you one nothing. thing. We're going to play bingo in a second. Do you want to play bingo with us, Siobhan? Oh, I'd love to. I heard you play it. So yes, I've got we'll be playing in. bingo. But what I'm going to say is I'll get my little machine ready. My machine. Can I call it a machine? Hmm, maybe big enough. Uh, yeah. um, is when you were saying that, you know, you're happy on your own. You're not necessarily looking for a fella. I wonder if what you have done almost has to be a solo adventure. It kind of feels to me like a, a voyage of personal discovery. And actually, mm. if you tried to do it with somebody else, I mean, I'm sure some couples would, would be able to do it. But I think it would be difficult because what you seem to revel in so much, Siobhan, is you making your decisions, yeah. you absolutely taking control, yeah. you deciding that you want to go to, um, you know, Moffat on this day. And, you know, you've got absolute control over everything in your life, really. Um, I'd lost control, now I've got control back. And and it has been a real personal journey. I went to the edge of Loch Morlick near Aviemore and screamed and shouted Mm -hmm. and got rid of all my um, anger and angst and everything very early on in this journey. And that was the beginning of me discovering the real me. Um, I'd, I'd say that to anyone, go to the edge of a lock, scream and howl, get it all out and start again. Yeah, because if you try to do that with a partner, you could imagine the bickering starting. Well, I, I, I don't want to go to Moffat. I, I would rather go to Peebles. Thank you very much. And oh my God, will you shut up? What you're screaming at? Don't be so. I mean, it would just. Could you and Stephen do it? It's a funny accent you've got there, Kia. I'm not sure where that's come from. I don't know either. Uh, mm, not. We couldn't do it in the van that we've got at the moment, right? Because it's a VW, it's a smaller transit one. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, 
Short wheelbase. So um, I think you're missing the point, but carry on. <laughs> you need your space. If there's two people, you need your space. And there isn't the space yeah. in that. So I wonder, well, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be dying to hear from other people out here who have done it because, Siobhan, you are a trailblazer, but there will be other people who've done it, maybe not in a camper van, but have completely upended their lives, you know, around about this stage and just thought, you know what, I've done with this. I'm going to do something completely different. Can I just ask, a mechanical failure, I think that's where I would fall down. Well, things have gone wrong. My my shower blocked, and I had to work it out and get underneath and sort it out. And um, did you do that yourself? I did that myself. I had a good Love cry it. at first, then I did it myself. Got on Google, got a little plunger because a big one would have ruined it. So I got that sent. Um, click and collect through Amazon because people say, "How do you get your post?" Just click and collect. Oh, um, I mended it myself. Mechanical things, I would have to go mm. to a garage. Yeah, but I took it- my oil and water and stuff. It's about control. It is about control. Mm-hmm. If you have taken back control, then email us on Such H. A great feeling. Excuse me, I've Sorry. twice tried to give out the bloody email address and you've interrupted me. Get it's on with podcast it. at htb60.com. Let's play bingo. And now, How to Be 60 presents the Big 60 Bingo. He's got a thing about control, Siobhan. Thank God someone's got a thing about control. So control. Or where so the hell control. would we it gets be? better as you're in your 60s. <laughs> oh, I've dropped my ball. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. Um, it's all the fours. 44. Alrighty. Let me have a look on my screen. God, 44. We're right down well, at the end This is here. an interesting one. Do you still, I'll put this to you first, Karen, get excited at Christmas? Um... I love having the family round and we're all together and we, we're not often all together under the same roof. So I love having the family round. Um, Is the answer not really? That, But if, if they were away, which I think they might be this year, I probably wouldn't be as excited. So it's all to do with family. Right. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Siobhan? I love being with my daughter at Christmas, but I just get sick of everybody getting bogged down with stuff. I think they've ruined Christmas, what it stood for, so I don't get that excited. You hate stuff now, don't you? It's great. Mm. Well, it depends. Have you you got grandchildren, Siobhan? No, not yet. Um, My daughter's 33, Sammy, so I'm I'm waiting. Tick-tock, tick-tock. What about you, Kate? Do you still get excited at Christmas? No. No, I don't actually. I've not got excited at Christmas for, for ages. Not what even I, for the children? Um, well, they've kind of gone past excited as well. Have they? Um, yeah, well, the youngest one is nearly 16. But <sighs> My what, Alex is 29, is she? Is she still excited? Oh, Do you know what? My dad, even when I was like in my 30s, no, no, because I was with Ian then, but maybe in my 20s, and I would like stay overnight at their house on Christmas Eve, and I would usually be you know, like, well hungover. Um, an early hour in the morning, he'd, I'd hear his voice going, coming up the stairs, Santa's <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like vomiting into a bucket. You're going, right, Dad, I'll just be down. <laughs> Getting up. <laughs> right, here we go. Another one. I could have done that one if no, you'd let me. No, 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 no. Your arm, you're about a three. Oh, it's, it's 33. All the threes. I'm only saying that because we've had all the fours now. We've got all the threes. Did it feel, oh, well, Siobhan, did it feel different? So this, I've got to bow out of this one because I'm not at 60 yet, but... Did it feel different being 60 as opposed to in your 50s, Siobhan? Yeah, definitely. I feel 
uh, stronger, more able to speak my mind. I'm just loving my 60s. It's the best phase of my life so far. But I've loved it. I like my 40s, my 50s. I like going into 50, but I struggled with that. So I was looking forward to coming out of that into my 60s and doing what I wanted. So I love my 60s. Did you think it was different, Karen? Uh, nothing about my body, I think, had changed because that was a sort of gradual thing. But uh, knowing that I was going to retire, I did feel yeah. different. It did feel different. Yeah, and you yeah. look forward to it. See, I'm probably hoping that Massively it doesn't feel different. Forward to it. At this point, I'm still hoping it doesn't feel different. You'll just crack on, same as... Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll work till your ages with your mum and dad worked. Well, till well, I get chest out. I don't know, though. This has been... this Even, you know, five episodes of this podcast has been really interesting for me. It's really started to make me, me think, I have to I'm say. really pleased about that. Good. You talk sometimes like old is something... I know. Dread, and, it, and it's something that where you're on a downhill slope trajectory. But honestly, old is, we, we shouldn't say we look younger than we are. We should say, this is what we look like. And look, at, we look good. People used to say to me, oh, you, you don't look your age. You look 10 years younger. And I used to say, thank you. Now I say, thank you very much. I know what you mean, but this is what 62, nearly 63 looks like. And, I, I, you know, I look good. And that's what you're saying is I look good. I'm old and I look good. And we should. Should take ownership, I think. Okay. I, I, no, honestly, I agree with you. Intellectually, I agree with you 100%, Siobhan. <laughs> Emotionally, I find it difficult. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's why yeah. we're, we're doing this podcast, exactly. is to move on. Because if it's something you're scared of or you don't understand, or you know, what, you've got to pick it up and look at it and examine it and talk about it and, and see if you can get to a better place with it. Yes. And, and why that's this what we're doing. Brilliant. Yeah, it's good because it gets people talking. Yes, yeah, I've seen a, a little move in UK. Of course, I'm it's one of those great. people. 60 in the spotlight. Now listen, just quickly before we end, because Siobhan has got places to see, yeah. places to see, people to do, if you know what I mean. Um, so we like to look at a couple of stories that are in the spotlight at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I've got a good one for you, Karen. Karen told us a lovely story about shopping for vibrators with her partner Stephen <laughs> at Ann Summers like okay as, as, as one well. does as one does um, and I couldn't help seeing this story now this is actually not a funny story the headline mm. uh, so it's a pensioner who stole she was 74 years of age and she stole £25,000 from her father I saw that. to spend at Ann Summers <laughs> Shares in the company, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what price is a vibrator these days, Karen? I don't know about these days. Would you get a lot for 25,000? God (laughs) almighty, can you imagine? I wonder if it's the lifelong batteries that you buy. Ever ready. So there you go. I mean, when I first saw it, I kind of laughed. You know, unfortunately, you do. And you can imagine the headlines were all sort of snigger, snigger, snigger. And there is an underlying ageism in the headlines. You know, what's a 74-year-old doing with a, with a, going into Ann Summers? It's clearly there. Actually, I never even thought that. I think I just thought about the money. But the interesting thing is she wasn't prosecuted either, was she? Well, no, she was. She was, actually. Oh, um, she, she didn't go at the neck. Um, but I, she was prosecuted. Yeah. She was. Yeah. But actually... When I read underneath it, I thought, God, you know, I'm, I feel heart sorry for her. She's 74. She stole from her dad, who was dying, who had dementia, to spend in Ann Summers and in bars. I just look at that and I think, there's a lost and unhappy person. 
Yeah. Or maybe actually, what am I saying? Being patronised? Maybe she had the time of her bloody life well, on twenty-five grand of Ann Summers products. I don't All know. I'm saying here is, you can go into Ann Summers and not spend that and come out a happy person. So you'll be all can right. You? Yeah. you and I are going this afternoon. After this, I've looked it up. <laughs> for only the nearest one is. I'm on to my next holiday after this. <laughs> have you got a story for us? I have, and it's about haircuts. Now I've got a thing about your hair, Siobhan. Your hair is not long, 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 long. It's acceptable. Stop it's trying to be nice. diplomatic. You actually think, and Siobhan, mm-hmm. forgive me, but you're a straightforward woman she's a straightforward woman yeah, yeah. you think Siobhan's hair's too long don't no, you no I don't yes you do it's when it's, it's when it's right down the back no 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 you can't say the hair's too I did, long I just did so but, but I know it's wrong that's what people say all the time older women can't wear mini skirts or the hair oh, I don't agree with that or the hair shouldn't be a certain length or something mm-hmm you do whatever you want to do. When I you're... know. I absolutely know. And I would say that. However, I think it's maybe just... Yeah, no, anyway. come on. Don't bottle it. The haircut that instantly takes years off women over 60. So this is an article. Um, it's in the Telegraph. Now, I have to say, um, it talks about uh, Isabella Rossellini, uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis and the lovely Annie Lennox. But I have to say, they've all got really short haircuts. It's the crop, they call it, don't they? It's the that crop. little pixie bob. Looks fantastic. Looks brilliant. Oh, and these fashion police get me cross though when they say that the long hair or different that's things. Me. You shouldn't I know and you shouldn't do it because women are aging differently and whatever people say to me, if you're championing positive aging, you should go grey. And I said, why should I go grey? I don't want to. I put a bit of a colour in from a box and that makes me feel good and I'm aging positively because I feel good. That's funny because I was about to say to you, Siobhan, I'm surprised that you're still dyeing your hair, but um, I, I get what you're saying. Why not? It makes you feel good. Why In lockdown, you? I did give it a whirl. I went like a skunk. I had this kind of white bit down the middle. But that's <sighs> depressing, don't you think? I, and I just got thought, that inch at the top and further. And I you... couldn't do it. I thought I can't do it. So I ran out, bought a box and coloured it and I was fine again but, but if you're it, in a field for five months on your own what's the harm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's key. living with herself so she wants to look in the mirror and feel that's good true. about herself no that's absolutely you are talking about external approval and Siobhan has shed the need for external approval and you're doing that pointy thing with your finger <laughs> well I know because I'm excited I'm excited but even when this. I presented on radio I always used to put lipstick on before I went down to the studio and people used to say to me it's only radio you've got a face for radio but no. Make me feel good. I do that as well. <laughs> I came. I didn't come off a bike. I was cycling home that, uh, yesterday, and I saw Alex. And it, my, this is my younger daughter, and she said, "Where have you been? You've got lipstick on. <laughs> You've got mascara on as well." I said, "I've just been doing my work, but it's radio." Just been doing my work, Alex. And she thought I was on the podcast today. <laughs> no, I do like my lipstick, I have to say. So I'm with you on that, and I, I will work on the hair thing, right? Because I know so it's what wrong. What's your problem with women and long hair? It's Mary Beard. I think that's what started it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just well, one of the brightest brains of the country. So that's probably where it comes from. I'm envious of her brains. And so, so you're going to slag off her hair. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for your honesty. It's irrelevant to what age she is, because uh, she just doesn't... I don't know how old good. she is, actually. But, but she doesn't look good with long hair. And some women who are young don't look good with long hair. So it's it doesn't matter whether you're 60 with long hair, 70 with long hair, or 30 with long hair. Sure. So... Why why does somebody look good with long hair and other people don't? I mean, why why is that? Oh, she's 67, apparently. Thank you. <laughs> that was a young uh, carer that put that in. <laughs> I know, in really big writing. Yes. 
because she doesn't look good in long hair with long no. hair. No. Uh, but see, you you have been. Do you agree? Do you think she looks really good? With I think long she hair? looks fabulous. You're a lion witch. <laughs> 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 Told you I'd change. Told you I'd change. Um, listen, we we have to wind up. Um, I, I've really really enjoyed speaking to you, Siobhan. Thank you very much. You have Thank kind you. of um, moved things for me a little bit. You're moving my dial. Um, as you probably know, it's going to be a, a long, slow, and painful process. But you have helped me along Don't the way. Don't forget, there's always an open invite for you to come and uh, hit the road for a weekend with me. God, you know, well, I can be in the I one behind. Oh, I can yeah, be in the honestly, trailer. I have a laugh. I can carry the booze. And and people <laughs> can she... people can follow your journey, Siobhan. So we'll put up yeah. all the kind of linky dinks and stuff. Yeah, Siobhan Shavon um, it is. Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan, Siobhan, Siobhan. Oh, I like that. Uh, right, we'll put that down in, in every... Well, I'm now trying to sound as if I know what we're going to do, but, you know, in the links and things. Yeah. Does that sound Where are right? you next? Where are you going next? Um, I'm heading up to Yorkshire to mm -hmm. uh, see family. Um, and then I'm going to a, re a, a wedding in Oxfordshire and I house sit as well and pet sit for people, word of mouth from friends. So yes. I'm, I'm spending a week because the one thing I miss is, is soaking in a bath. So when I house sit, I soak in their bath. I was going to say, or a really good shower. Sure. No, I don't mind the shower. I like my shower. I've got a nice... right? It's not just dribbly. No, no, I've got quite a good shower. I'm lucky. Oh, but I love soaking in their bath. I get the bottle of wine. I get the... <laughs> Great. Well, well listen, that's, that's handy apart from anything else. We've both got dogs. You never know. We might I'll, see you sooner I'll than you think, Siobhon. <laughs> All right. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. Happy Bye. travels. Happy Bye. Bye. travels. Bye. Well, wasn't she great? What a breath of fresh air. Compared to you, absolutely. You know, I don't I mean, she's lovely. Yeah. I want to be more like Siobhan. Well, I mean, you're a bit of a, you know, a lightweight Siobhan, aren't you? I am a lightweight Siobhan. I've got my little dinky um, teeny caravan, caravan, camper van. And I have to say, I love her. I love her. She's great. But Stephen wants a bigger one, one that you can stand in permanently. Not interested in that at the moment. Also, it's too much money. So, yeah, I'm settling for this at the moment. Another couple of years out of teeny and then we'll see. You've got a way to go. You've got to be more Siobhan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, right, that's it. Well, that's us for this week. Um, please do get in touch and tell us, um, but, but particularly if you have upended your life in whatever way, um, podcast at htb60.com but just your experiences your stories of the third age what you struggle with what you love uh, have you made any changes or not we'd love to hear from you um and next week we've got my friend jane moore with us next week yes mm. get your cronies on do you know who she is no <laughs> okay Google it. all right bye how to be 60 was written and presented by Kay adams with karen mckenzie a new episode drops every Friday, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And while you're there, rate and review. Thank you.